Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Uh, Alan Lee's back in town. We're doing this episode at uh, Sal's Comedy Hall. We're doing mobile. And uh, our guest is the great Richard Chastler. Did I say it right? That's exactly one right. And only. Yeah? It's exact. Most people try to say it, they say it with a Z, that mm-hmm. Chasler. Like two S's equals Z. Yeah, I don't know why. It's uh, a, the hard S sound. You clearly followed your parts of speech in elementary school. Yeah. Articulation. Richard's been bugging me to do the podcast for yeah. like two years yeah. now. <laughs> and, and he texts me. He's like, because he used to like all my Facebook statuses. He hasn't liked one for three months. Oh, and yeah. I was like, what's wrong, Richard? He's like, I'll start like when I do Razor Riffs. There you <laughs> go. Well, no, you, it's, you can blame that one on Zuckerberg because <laughs> he's, you know, the uh, the algorithm takes people in and out of your Facebook mm. um, sphere now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't see all your posts. So like, um, if I stop liking one thing for 48 hours, all of a sudden, like, you don't appear you don't on my appear Facebook anymore. Oh, you know what I'm boy. saying? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Because I've been you. writing a whole bunch of fuck Richard Chastler jokes. Well, he- and I haven't been <laughs> responding to any of them. <laughs> Which is go. so odd because I'm currently in Twitter jail for the next 48 hours. Oh, I've boy. been in jail. I've been in Twitter jail for the last four oh, days. My. I have two more days of Twitter jail to go. Oh. I, uh, I referred to uh, Ann Coulter, the horse face sure. cunt. Right. As a horse face cunt. Oh. And so Twitter put me in Twitter oh. jail for uh, six days. Jimmy Walker's dating her, right? That's right. Or you dated her. Is it Ann Coulter or the cunt that got you in trouble? Jimmy Walker. Walker. The comedian? Dynamite. You no, Walker? you're not allowed to say Dynamite. You're not? He no, doesn't no. like... I opened for him. And oh. Jimmy Walker does not like to be called JJ. He doesn't want to be associated with good times. Doesn't want you calling him Dynamite, Kid Dynamite. None of that. Really? He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, when you bring him on, it's just Jimmy Walker, not you will recognize him from, yeah. none of that. He wants nothing to do with it. Wow. Yeah. But then yeah, like he the signs show. all the good time posters after the show. Well, that's, yeah, because that's, people, won't, have to. people yeah. won't pay the tickets to come see him if he doesn't sign those posters. That's, that's, yeah. But you notice when they bring him on stage, yeah. they don't introduce him. And you recognize him as Jimmy J.J. Walker. Mm. Uh, no, <clears throat> which is odd because Shirley was totally different. Ah, oh, rest may she rest in peace, Shirley Hemphill. Oh yeah, yeah. Shirley was the best. Yeah. Shirley in the house. That's you, what she was. Did saying. you open for her? Too? I did. I worked oh. with Shirley. I worked with Shirley at uh, the historic Holly Hotel oh. in Holly, Michigan. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it, she was amazing. I worked with her a few times, but that was the first time I met her. Yeah. And I got to do four days with her. It was like a Wednesday, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Yeah. And you only liked two of those days. <laughs> actually, actually, to be honest with you, that was okay. She's dead. She's not gonna listen. No, listen. Shirley was amazing. I loved every minute with Shirley. Shirley was the sweetest, kindest, most loving, amazing, supportive. Yeah. She gave me notes. She watched my shows, all of them. You know, yeah. there are very few people like George Wallace did that. You know, there's very few um, headliners that 
will sit and watch a feature act every one of their shows for a whole week. You yeah, know, yeah. it doesn't happen nice. a lot. I do it occasionally if the guy pisses me off. Yeah. Then I do it because I, yeah. Speaking of pissing you off, do you remember the first day we met? I absolutely do. We, I think <laughs> do we you should, know this story? I do. He I was do. there. I think I was there. In downtown LA? Yeah. Oh, this was a disaster. Right so we should get this out because this is an example I of how, no like. part of the conflict. This guy. I know, right? When he's just throwing fucking matches onto the gasoline and you want to start another fight? So far, no one knows there's a conflict, and then you fucking spoil it. I know. What do you... I'm, I'm not a diplomat. At Why least you wait outside? Talking about putting the punchline before the setup. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, this is an example of how, like, uh, enemies could become good friends. Right. It's know? totally true. This because, is a perfect example. So we did a show in L.A. where you were headlining and I was featuring. Correct. And I got Alan Lee a guest set, and mm-hmm. uh, I was supposed to do 20 minutes. I only did five minutes because <laughs> I was doing so, so bad. So, so true. And... There was, in my defense, there's only two people in the audience. That's it. Yeah. I drove downtown LA to headline a gig. Yeah. But had two people. Two. Not not a big room. But it was. No, the room was big. I mean, yeah. It was was a great room. The room was great. Yeah. There's nobody in it. Yeah. I guess it was a Laker game or something. You know how they always. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, you know, the Jetsons versus the Flintstones are on tonight, so uh, it's going to be a little light. Yeah. It's a big game, you know. But uh, so I bombed hard, and like when I bomb, I just want to get off the stage immediately <laughs> because it's like, oh my god, this is like telling jokes at a funeral, which I've done. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of yours, by the way. I can laugh at that fifty times in a row. When I see you do that on stage, I'm not lying to you. When you did that in Van Nuys, I laughed so hard. Uh, how many bits did I do on that? Because oh. like. You, I don't know. You just kept expounding on it. Yeah. You just kept running it. And I it just filmed so an hour special, funny. and 20 minutes of it was just doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so freaking funny. Where did you shoot the special? Uh, the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Nice. Uh, I've been trying to get you there, but you... I'll come down anytime. Yeah? Uh, anytime. Uh, Absolutely anytime. In fact, tomorrow night I'm doing the Throckmorton mm-hmm. up in Mill Valley. Have you done this gig yet? No, no. I'll, I can help you get it. It's fantastic. But it's a theater. Oh, I it's been theater. around since like ni- the 1920s, oh. and it's old time. Like it could be called the Orpheum, uh-huh. okay? Mm-hmm. But it only holds like 300 people. Oh, that's pretty. Oh. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So it's awesome, yeah. and to shoot in there looks phenomenal. Sure. But you only got to get 300 people in there, and Mill Valley has a built-in comedy audience that's been going to this theater every Tuesday night for the last 13 or 14 years. Oh, that's pretty for- cool. Very, very sweet. Yeah, and they're all rich hippies. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, let's do it. Uh, but back to the story. Yes. So I was bombing hard. And then I was like, all right, yeah, I want to get off the stage. And then uh, the host brought you up. And the first thing you do, you just attack me. Sorry about that. And then you're attacking the show with your fucking phone. <laughs> Like, what the hell? Who's Jill? Jill Jacobson in New York. Should I answer it and tell her she's on the air? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, it might turn into phone sex. No, it no, could. It, no. No, if you want to answer, you should go ahead and answer it. Oh, uh, right. too late. Yeah, I can uh, call her back. No. She's got a great attitude. She's uh, very funny, too. Uh, well, it's up to you. You're nah, it doesn't matter. All right. All right, but so then you started attacking me, and then I remember you did 
I don't remember how much time he did, but I, I remember the whole time. I, I stayed because, like, usually I like to perform in bail because I have Asperger's. <laughs> yeah. But I stayed because I was going to kick the shit out of you. Oh, <laughs> my. Man. And then I Googled you, and I saw, you know, you opened for Nick Swartz, and I was like, you know what? Because I opened for Norm, and, you know, they're part of the same cycle. Oh, yeah. And uh, those are comics that are all about respect. Right. So I gave you the bent. I was like, okay, if he's with Swartz and he knows respect, so maybe he's drunk or something but maybe if i just tell him how he hurt me you know what i mean and that's what happened and you were very apologetic and now we're like the best friends. i love you yeah. but there's certain things you don't know like here's the thing i'm not a politically correct person sure. by any stretch of the sure. imagination yeah. i think right. political correctness has yeah. fucked up society and comedy. Is, comedy and comedy i think it's pushed race relations so. sex relations um religious, religious relations relation. backwards are yes. you going to repeat everything Diets. i say for the next hour <laughs> is that how that works yes, you I just do. repeat I steal, everything i, steal, I say I steal, that's how i get my material just, I'm not sure if there's an echo in here or if he's trying to like learn how to do me. Yeah, no, no, I, I, you should see I, all I, the I get, YouTube comments I get, we get off. I get, oh I get, my I get, god! I get, well, I, well, you see, this is what I said. I'm not politically. Does, has anybody go. called him out on no, it? No, 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 not at all. No. Oh, okay, I, very nice. Yeah, yeah that's typical <laughs> me. I, I'm the guy who will point and go, "Look, there's an elephant in the room." Yeah. Well, everyone's just going like, "Do you see that?" <laughs> and Alan's the guy's like, I'm the elephant. Right. <laughs> exactly. Get my material that way. And I'm the guy who's like, can someone get the elephant out of the room, please? All right. All right. So anyway, Dumbo, relax. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a politically correct person. I think it has set everything backwards. And yeah. I think all in the family I use as the barometer. Mm -hmm. You know, for to prove that point, mm. you know, you can get that on in 1972. That's right. But you could not get that on CBS on Saturday night at eight o'clock today. Right. Okay, which means we've gone backwards, not I forwards. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I went yeah. on stage, my all first of all, in my defense, I'm not sure I went on as long as you seem to think I did, but right. there's no question about it. I probably did at least three or four minutes on why would you take a job that you don't have enough material to fill? Like, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite things in the world to do if I'm in a comedy club like we're in right now and someone's on stage and I hear them say, uh, so, what do you guys want to talk about? I will, from wherever I am in the room, shout out, let's talk about why you're on stage taking time you don't have enough uh, material to fill. <laughs> right, right. It's not up to the audience to write your jokes. Right. No, no, oh, I seriously, I will say that. I don't no, give no. a fuck who it is on stage. No, I will no. always say that. No, I get it. Right. Uh, but so, like, yeah. so I certainly went on stage and I am, you know, I definitely went off on that, you know, and everybody's different. And not everyone has the same listening for the same sarcasm. And not everybody has the same understanding of when you say you were only making a joke and someone goes, well, you know, the knife got blood dripping off of it. That's yeah. not very funny to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what Especially I mean? Especially after I stabbed you. Exactly. My grandfather's lying <laughs> dead on the floor. I'm trying to figure out where the humor is. Yeah, I'm just trying to make What do you laugh. mean? It's funny, man. It's fun. Now you get your inheritance. You know what I mean? It's like speaking of knife cutting, you were in Hitchcock. I was in Hitchcock. He was in Hitchcock. Oh, I played Martin Balsam. You played Martin nice. Balsam. Nice. Yeah, hey, Barber Gas. Yeah. You know who Martin Balsam is? You're, 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 yeah, yeah, he played him. Yes. Ah. yes, but you know the actor Martin Balsam visually. Yes, yes he, he played him. Oh, <laughs> just double checking, yeah. just dotting down. Yeah. it's yeah. like Yosemite. You know when you say hello <laughs> and it goes hello, 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 and it's like nine canyon walls. This is better than the studio. 
It's also, yeah. Um, the studio, we get phone calls. Yeah. So when I got off stage and you came up to me, um, I didn't know you. Yeah. And I didn't know, A, that you were that hypersensitive about it, and B, that you have Asperger's, and so you're listening for certain things, and right. your approach to everything is different. Yeah, yeah. So immediately, I have to take that into account. I got to go, look, you know, uh, there's no question about it. Any other comic in the back of the room just might have gone like, hey, fuck you, Chastler, yeah. and been, you know, and totally gotten it. You know, you bailed after five minutes. You were supposed to do 15. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay, but with you, it was different. Yeah, yeah. Because you react to things differently, and you hear things right. differently. In my and head, I thought I was doing 15 right and you process you know what i'll tell you a funny story about that and you process differently so i had to take that into account and all i all that does is open my bleeding fucking hippie heart you know and then i go okay well the guy had enough balls to come up to me and say hey what the fuck dude you know and so that, yeah. How do you not embrace that? He did his – he upheld his end of the moral contract. Yeah. Okay? That's right. He was honest and he was approachable and he said what was on his mind in a way that was not uh, at all uh, abrasive or antagonistic. Mm -hmm. So I have to uphold my end of the moral contract. Yeah. And I have to be a receptor. Nice. You know? Otherwise, why are we here? You know, yeah. I wrote – it's – this is what – this is the breakdown in uh, human relations today. It's that sort of, it's that societal mm -hmm. um, glitch mm -hmm. that we have now, where on a, you know, on a macrocosm, you know, look at the world, but on a microcosm, like who the fuck's going to let you make a lean change? You That's know, right. uh, you right. know, I have one item, you've got a basket full. Do you think I can go in front of you? What do you mean, no? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, I hear you. Well, what happened to common courtesy and people gone. stopping for stop signs? And when they don't, and you honk at them because they almost hit you, yeah, they flip you off. Well, to be honest, I'm so glad that I talked to you after because you know, just instead of one, I'm not a fighter. You know, yeah, I know. Me neither. I'm but, a deadhead. <laughs> but also, you know, you're the sweetest guy, and I know now. Thank you. You know what I mean? I know, like we're good best friends now. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but like I, I've never really, and I'll be honest, I've never really when. Because comics have tried to offended me, you know, by using the R word, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. You mean retard? Yeah, yeah. Well, A, that's retarded. No. Second of all, <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. You know, I'm not – Lenny yeah, Bruce said it. I love it, Lenny Bruce. Well, Lenny said it the best, love okay? Lenny. Words, you used to open for Lenny. Yeah, I opened eh, – let me tell you something. Yeah. No, I did not open for Lenny. <laughs> um, no, but I was Lenny saying Alex. Marty yeah. I did not open. Shaboom! I never opened for Lenny. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. That is so... Really? No, I don't. Oh, fuck off. I don't even trust people who don't curse. I don't trust people who don't curse. I don't trust people who say... I do way profanity. Okay, good. Fuck it. All right. He kisses his mom with a fuck every now and then. But do you fuck your mom and then kiss her? That's disgusting. Yeah. I do well. I will say... You just ruined the momentum. God damn. <laughs> never deny, always supply. Remember right. that. It's never deny, always supply. Still. It's never no but. Still. It's always yes and. and. Oh, yeah. Still, 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 still. All right. No, that's not actually Stella. That's the setting. The setting. That's, that's common. Second, second City Improv. Second city oh, yeah. Did you go to Second City? You want to answer that? Yeah, yeah. I'm at, I, I know. know. I know. Do you want to answer that? Yeah. No, I didn't go. 
Well, he's about to. No. I did uh, study at Second City oh, did you? with Rick Overton Ooh. when he was teaching there. And then I went, then Rick, I wound up being in an improv troupe with Rick for six years at the Melrose Improv. Oh, wow. Yeah, we used to close out the uh, Friday and Saturday night shows as Rick Overton and Friends. Yeah, nice. I actually have a degree in improv from South Coast Repertory. Do you? Yeah. South Coast Rep has a great rep. Yeah, but they don't have a good improv. Because that's how I do. I have a degree. <laughs> that sucks. But they have a good. I mean, South Coast Rep's a good place to go see shows. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. an equity house, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good uh, acting. It's like the number one in Costa Mesa, yeah. Orange County. Yeah. yeah, and there's only one. I'm an equity actor. Yeah. So would you say you're a dramatic actor? Because you definitely. Did, because you did absolutely. The, you sent me this uh, movie that you did. Uh, it was the called. Short? Yeah, it was called Stop. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It really was. Really? Yeah, it was, it was maybe 17 wow. minutes. It Thank was a you. short. 34, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. a short film. It was a short film, and it was brilliant. I remember wow. when I watched it, I was like, I was like, hey, dickhead, you should make this a real movie. Well, it is a real movie. It's no, just a short like one. It's a long movie. Um, it could be. Yeah. It could be. Thank you. First of all, thank you. I, no, I mean, wow. That's it was. I was humbling. very. I that's... was very impressed because I don't watch shorts. Wow. And um, I thought your acting career, your acting was amazing. And I think you also wrote that, too. I did. Yeah. I directed it, too. You also directed it? I did. Wow. Yeah. Um, Richard Kind was in it. Yeah, yeah. He was great. You were the best one. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank like, you. seriously. Uh, thank you. I, you know, I don't know how to respond to it this. It responds because it kind of, you know, it kind of like how we met and then how we walk, you know, it like it all has a theme of bullying and stuff. It's about bullying. Let's tell the people listening. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote a movie called Stop, uh, and it's a short film that's um, it's about bullying. Yeah. You know, and um, I was not a bully. It's interesting because I was not a bully when I was growing up. And after the movie, a lot of people asked me, were you a bully? Were you a bully? Why'd you? you know, and I, it occurred to me that I wasn't even really bullied at school, but I was bullied at home. So that, I think, might have played in, but I never came up when we were conceiving the idea. I conceived right. the idea with the guy who played the cop. But then I went and wrote the script. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, uh yeah stop go to richardchaster.com you can watch it there yeah it, cool. it, it, it was honestly and like i said i don't watch shorts because you know i don't have i like to watch long things right it was brilliant it's a lot of movie in a yeah. very short period of time yeah you know i mean the premise is it's very it's very scary just to tell people you say well it's about a guy who runs a stop sign and gets pulled over by a cop yeah. And the cop recognizes the guy as the bully from school. Oh, wow. You know, and you just tell people that and they go, oh. Yeah. Yeah, not a, it's not the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> I, but it was, it's one of those, um, you know, because there, there's some movies that really make an impact on stuff, you know. I think that's a movie that could impact on bullying and why it's so dangerous to do. I hear from schools sometimes. Like, oh, they you? find it, yeah, and then they, sh they show it to the kids, believe it or not. It would be rated R. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a rated R movie, you know. I wrote it, I really only wrote it, to be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about any of the, um, the message? The, no, I wasn't thinking about any of that. 
I wanted to write a role for myself that I would want to get cast to play. As oh. an actor, I wasn't getting brought in for the parts that I want to play. And I'm, I slept in my car and I lived in the street for a year so that I could study acting with Stella Adler. And I couldn't afford a rent and to pay Stella. So I was homeless oh. and I got to study with Stella, you know, and I studied with Stella for eight years before she died, yeah. seven and a half years before she died. And I like to play, you know, that heavy, you know, I like that Academy Award winning shit. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't sure. train for nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted to write something that if I were going to get cast in something, what would I want to play? You know, what's beefy and meaty? And so, you know. Wow. Uh, getting beer spit in your mouth is pretty beefy and meaty. Well, and, I've, told, I've told you this before, but <laughs> I, I think, think so. you should expand it and refilm it and stuff. I Do you know Pablo be... Francisco? We love, we no, had Pablo on here. We didn't. Yeah. So Pablo wants to do something with it also. And Pablo and I are very good friends. And yeah. so Pablo wants to make it a comedy. You can make it a comedy That's, too. Uh, I would see that. Really? Yeah. You see, this is where I am like, is that even possible? Yeah. How is that? I would like to tell everybody we're just trying out some sound effects right now, and that was the door opening in the background sound effect. Yeah. Are you guys having a meeting? Yeah, it's the, a meeting. Uh, yeah. 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 We got to get these cells up and, uh, yeah. you know, these... We got to get these books sold so, yeah. you know, idiots like her can fucking read one. Sorry. Am I, are you guys doing something? But do you see here? how my South Coast repertory improv skills was quick. affect that? Was yes, quick. absolutely. You, you, yes. Me, I just had to shut up because I was going to say something like, what, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's the classic scene from Animal House where Flounder goes to the frat house and they're rushing. I've never and, seen it. Oh. Oh, and they're sitting around the poker table and D-Day, who um, is sitting there and the guy says, uh, hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Playing poker? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. At least she was nice and, enough And they all just look at him. Well, huh. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure the uh, cold breeze sort of blew her yeah. back towards the poker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan's, uh, yeah, no, either that I or Alan's sexy. I tried to be diplomatic. <laughs> but getting back to the comedy, yeah. About. You gotta speak louder. I know. Train I can't even back hear to him. the comedy <laughs> situation that we could turn uh, stop into a comedy. We were with Pablo. With, with Pablo. Pablo. Right. With Pablo. We wanted to go on with that little. I call him Pablo because I have a speech stutter, and I always thought there was an L in his name. Pablitos. I've known him for so long. Um, yeah, he's he wants to turn it into a comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really? Because I don't see how you can unless it's just a dark, dark, dark comedy. I think you can. It's kind of like The Hangover. Like, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think the movie The That's Hangover right. is really about? That's right. Uh, uh, abusive women? No, friendship. <laughs> well, yeah. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. And friendship could be a, a beautiful thing, but it could also be a dark thing. Certainly. You yeah. know, like you and I, we start off with a dark friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And yeah. now it's a beautiful thing. It'd be like... I had to go around Vegas trying to find your ass. The friendships, <laughs> the friendships in the Trailer Park series... Uh, and I fucked a lot of whores in the no. process. No, Alan, I was telling Richard about uh, that day you were at Starbucks and you left your laptop. You should tell him about that. Well, what makes me angry about that whole situation, right. I know for a fact that the script that I was writing, which was called Offenders, that is the foundations of the... The Fenders yeah. or Defenders? No, the Fenders, like a car fender. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But are the Fenders a band? No. Okay. Not at all. They run, they run a car shop 
you know, and uh, they get blamed for a murder. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the Fast and Furious is based on that. Whoever stole my, my laptop went and made millions uh, from that. And I have no way of proving that. Richard. Are any of the characters named the same? No, no, they obviously... Are any of the stories... They obviously uh, changed. I just hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Are okay. any of the characters got the same names? Uh, no, unfortunately. Is the story about guys who raced cars and... No, it's, it's no, actually it's they, not. they customize. And, so maybe maybe right. I'm exaggerating. So is, that, is, that is, like is there anything at all there's, in the Fast and Furious? There's cars in it. Well, then every movie about yeah. cars, you probably have a lawsuit against. Well, Thank he did, you. He well, did just, tell me that he saw Paul Walker running with the laptop. That pissed me off. <laughs> Which is... That well, pissed, pissed me, me off. Because there's no way he'd be able to afford a laptop. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So Seriously? I'm, I'm out. No, no, I was no, going no. to the Writers Guild. What do, you, what do you guys think? No, no, Paul Walker wasn't no, no, running with a laptop. It's um, silly, but it's just... Ridiculous. Are a very interesting character study. Thank you. I appreciate that. The, yeah, there's people at the door still. So let them wait. I love compliments. Yeah, we, we, they said be here by six thirty, man. We're good. We're, we're good. good. How long does your show go? Half we, hour? Or no, half? whatever. Oh, we do we an go, hour. We go yeah. an hour, yeah. forty-five. The, they have a show that starts at eight, but I say fuck it. Yeah, we'll just, just we'll keep this thing. Let's just do the podcast. Richard has has stories to tell, and he's oh. ripping, and he's ripping. Yeah, but we never finished your story about your script. No, he helped and me out. And how nobody there's, there's stole no, it and made no, a dime. There's nothing, there's nothing I'm sorry, there. I had to proved, run and get a laptop. He just, he just, no, I understand. He just, proved, like, he just proved my case against me. Alan, I'll give you your laptop. I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm depressed now. We do have a money, we do have a movie coming out. It's called, actually, um, The Bumpers. Oh. And it's about cars in the 70s that had bumpers on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, how the I guys like who love cars. put bumpers on cars got accused of a murder. Um, but it has nothing to do with fenders. It's about the bumpers. You sure? So yeah, it's totally nothing like your script. It's a part of a car. Uh -huh. How, how do you get the inspiration? I uh, stole a laptop <laughs> from Starbucks. Oh man, oh, that was God. a perfect five-minute like joke. That. Wow, huh. that is called in improv. That's almost that's a like a long form, almost a almost a herald. Uh, uh, how are you? We're we're doing a video. It's just like a reality show. It's like a reality show. Yeah, I thought Richard. that was I thought that was Rhea Perlman. Yeah. If it was Rhea Perlman. I was gonna say goodbye, yeah. Richard. I was, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I would have invited Join in. Rhea in. Join in. I would have invited Rhea Alan. in. Yeah, Alan. Uh, I knew Rhea Perlman. In oh, did you? So when I was 20, I was a guard at Paramount. This is interesting. This is how I started doing stand-up. I was on a soap opera for a very short period of time. Called Santa Barbara. Cha-cha. Yes. Give I, that man a quarter. Yeah, I watch a lot of soaps. I was on Santa Barbara, and I got fired from Santa Barbara quickly, and because uh, I didn't know anything, and I saw other people doing stuff and I was just this little and so I did the same thing oh goodbye yeah. so I got fired and I got a job at Paramount Studios as a security guard where I met somebody named Mark Price Mark Price you know Mark Price basketball player no oh. Skippy from Family Ties ask me oh. again Mark Price. Do you know Mark Price? Yes, Skippy from Family Ties. Oh, Josh, yeah. 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 Another man, Josh, another quarter. <laughs> Mark Price played Skippy on Family Ties, and Mark and I became friends. And Family Ties was the number one television show in the That's world right. at the time. That's right. Michael J. Fox. The yeah, whole yeah. Thing. It was a big deal. So Mark and I become friends, and Mark, mm -hmm. Mark's father was a Catskills comedian named Al Burney. 
Mark, at 17 years old, was doing stand-up comedy, and his name was on the marquee at the Laugh Factory all the time. Mm -hmm. Mark Price, Skippy Family Ties, Fraser Smith. That's what oh, James... That's and, where Fraser Smith comes in. And back then, the Laugh Factory was a tiny little room. Do you know anything about this? Has anyone who's been on your show talked about this? No, no, no. no, no. So back up until 1990, the Laugh Factory was this tiny little dark, dingy comedy club that held about 70 people, maybe 80 people. And you've been in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So where the showroom is, that was Ah Fong's Chinese restaurant. That oh. did, that was not the showroom. And then they expanded when, it. When you walked oh. in the Laugh Factory where the door is, that was like a just a metal door like that would be like on a on a you know with glass, you know, the metal door handle. You just walked in, there was a black curtain in front of you and you walked around the black curtain, the stage was directly in front of you opposite the door. Right. I can show you where the stage still is uh -huh. and how the they couldn't change the design of the building. So you would get on stage by coming through a door and the angle of the wall at the Laugh Factory, it's still there. Wow. After all the work's been done, yeah, yeah, nobody knows this, but it was this tiny little dumpy club and everything was $5. Jamie charged $5 to get in. Beers were, I don't know, four, three bucks, bagel dogs, beers and bagel dogs. And Fraser Smith kept the club open and Mark Price worked there. He was like their big attraction. Yeah. You know, yeah. and guys would saunter between the improv in the Laugh Factory and the comedy store in the Laugh Factory because back then you couldn't work the improv and the comedy store. Right. You were not allowed. You yeah. were either an because improv comedy. Because they had a strike. Then. Was a strike. This was after the strike, after the but strike. Mitzi and Bud had a massive feud. Sure. And you did not work both clubs. You were either a comedy store comic or you were an improv comic. Yeah. And that was just the way it was. Wow. Right. What point did uh, Mark turn to basketball? Oh, when he got, when Family Ties went off the air in like 93. There's a really there bad basketball player named Mark, Mark Price. Price. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like the only white guy at the time. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> Just like Mark Price. <laughs> Sorry. You know, don't screw me. Yeah. But man, like I'm, uh, I'm kind of worried about that. Like they're giving me dirty looks. I don't give a shit. No, no. So that, I'm in the. I'm on the show now. Good. Let him be. On, let him be on the show. We, yeah. We I'll be my opening joke. I'll be like, I just want you to know, I was in a meeting with this bald guy. He didn't give a shit. I was like, let him in. He was like, no. So it was all him. Just tell him, hey, we were doing a podcast. Thank you so much for your respect. It, no, for your uh, you know your patience. Yeah. 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 In, in other words, love them instead of. Did you ever think Danny DeVito was out of uh, what's her name's league? Well, you know, it's kind of hard. Rhea yeah, Perlman yeah. and Danny DeVito pretty much are the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. There's, two, there's, there's four people in it. Yeah. Okay? Danny DeVito, Rhea Perlman, the woman who played Simca on Taxi, Carol Kane, yeah. and Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that league. Did you know Danny DeVito and uh, Rita Perlman, uh, they had sex and had a child named Matilda? It's Rhea Perlman. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They used to bring their children to Paramount. Yeah. And they had a park, a children's play park built in Lucille Ball Park yeah. at Paramount for their kids. And I would ride past. I knew Rhea. I mean, I used to see her at the studio all the time. And yeah. When I started doing stand-up, I ran into Woody Harrelson in Palm Springs while I was working down in Palm Springs. And Woody knew me from the studio. And yeah. We wound up hanging out the whole weekend. Was this before Woody was a basketball player or after? This was uh, bef after Woody, after he left the NFL, but before he started playing basketball. Yeah, because he was in White Men Can't he Jump. He was in White Men Can't Jump, right. Yeah. Which they can't. 
No, they can't jump. That's a lie. It's all camera work. White men cannot jump. I've thrown like four movie jokes and they all failed. You can't. No, they have. No, you haven't. Matilda. Uh, Whatever. No, I know. I got the Minnesota Matilda reference. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'm just saying that to be nice. No, I'm not. I think he got it. He got it? Yes. Uh, So you're on the road right now with Nick Swartz and what's that like? Because... I'm a huge Nick Swartzen fan, and Alan Alan's a huge Nick fan. Nick's the you mean the New York Knicks? <laughs> he's, he's he's playing with me. Um, being on the road with Swartzen is awesome. He has the best fucking fans. Yeah, so amazing. Like better. I, I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean this in any way to be like I'm comparing, but he has the best fans I've ever played to, and I toured with Hedberg for five years. That was the second question I wanted to ask you. Well, we can talk about that in a minute. But all right. Nick's fans are fucking great, and they're all partiers. And the places sell out every time, no matter where we go. Every ticket is sold before we ever get to town. Yeah. And Nick is, you know, I love him like a brother, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and he's hilarious, and he's fun, and we eat and go to movies. And, and party. Sometimes drink, sometimes not. Yeah. 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 Depends, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm looking at Richard very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's an Asperger look. Don't take it. At, no, uh, I didn't. I just, but it was funny because, you know, people expect you to say things like, um, yeah, man, we get hotel suites and we have 50 people up there and there's bitches on the right, bitches, bitches on the left. But the lines are blow on the table, man. I'm getting my dick sucked by 47 people. I don't even know where I am, man. But that's what they're but they don't know. It isn't like that yeah. anymore. Um But so no, my question was uh in all seriousness is you toured with Hedberg who is, you know, one of my influences and you know, Apparently he's everybody. Yeah, he's, he's a lot. He's everyone's influence. And then you also tour with Nick. Uh, I consider Hedberg a stand-up god. Maybe because the, I think he has. If he were alive today, he'd have more to offer. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And by the way, let me tell you something that you don't know. Hedberg introduced me to Swartzen. Really. Really. Wow. That's how I met Nick. That's awesome. That's the truth wow. at the improv. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, Mitch introduced me to Nick. They're both from Minneapolis. Oh. Right. I'm sure if I Googled and that, so I would have found that Mitch out. and I were at the improv one night, like 20 years, let's see, 2005. Uh, so this would have been like 2000, maybe 99 or 2000. But Nick had just moved here. So I'm going to guess it was 99, maybe. Yeah. And we were at the improv. And Swartzen was standing in the hallway. And Mitch was like, he said something, and I said something. And Nick goes, fuck are you? <laughs> and Mitch goes, man, you don't know Chastler? Nick goes, no. <laughs> Just like fucking Nick. And Mitch goes, man, this is Rich Chasser, man. He's the fucking funniest cat I ever, man. Blah, blah, blah. And he went off on, you know. And Nick goes, all right. Good to know you. Wow. And that's how I met Nick. And, um, yeah, Mitch introduced us. But they're vastly different comics. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, 
but they both put equal amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look, I, when you've been doing it as long as we've been doing They're going to start soon. Yeah, yeah, you, you can let them in. We're, we're, we're almost done. We're just about done, yeah. 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 Okay. Thank yeah. you. When you've been doing it as long as we have, yeah. the writing, you understand that, you know, there's a an art form involved, and it takes a very long time to conquer um, becoming a stand-up comedian and actually being able to call yourself a comedian. Yeah. And it's a big bone of contention with me. I tell all these people who I refer to as aspiring comedians that someone in med school can't call themselves a doctor. That's a lot nicer than open micer. Well, I, I just Ooh. say aspiring comedian. You know? No, but it's a lot nicer. I a lot of people nice say open micer. Well, open micer is a little derogatory. I, I don't know if it's derogatory. It's a little racist. I was about to say, you know, it's like calling someone an open kiker. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm Jewish. I can make that joke for anybody who listens that wants to then. That's all you do and will ever do. What? Open micer. Well, if you call it, you're stuck No, there. I mean, well, yes, aspiring comedian, I think, has more of a tonality that yeah, someone is putting time and energy into yeah. Something, but none of them understand the craft, and it takes ten years. It Easily. takes ten years let to. Me, let me ask you something. Do you think Alan Lee understands the craft? I, I'm a, I, I can call an open micer, and I'm not. No, a, no. I think you're. I think you're an improv genius. I know you. I appreciate that. I really do. I know. I know Richard would agree. I'm sorry. Richard would agree to that. I've never seen him do improv. He hasn't. We'll do a little improv. I know that you asked me a question, he answered it. Yeah, yeah. That's good improv. That I know. (laughs) Oh, is that what the kids are calling that these days? Improv? (laughs) Oh. I got to brush up on my colloquial. I learned it from South Coast Repertory. (laughs) Right. Licking the finger and scanning the pages. That's not good improv? Uh It's very good. I like that. Uh, No, but. In the moment. What would you say? that you've learned the most when you were a young comic to now? Because I'm sure your style has changed. Oh, so much. I'm sure, you know, your, your character's still there, but I'm sure, like, your direction, you know what I mean? Such, first of all, that is a brilliant question. That is a brilliant question. And I can tell you that what I learned is that when you start, who you think you are on stage is not who you are. Yeah. Okay? And the hardest thing about stand-up comedy for me and from speaking to other people, you know, and other friends of mine and everyone I know who does it is getting the guy off stage to be the same guy on stage. Yeah. Okay? And that's the hardest thing. When I started, I was an actor. I was studying acting with Stella Adler. I beat Mark Price talked me into doing stand-up. I'm going on stage acting like a stand-up comic. Yeah. Hey! How you guys doing? And this is before literally, he played basketball. Sure, sure. This is before he played basketball. And um, I, I mean, it took me two years to just get over that. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I have certainly learned is that um, you have to be patient with um, trying to understand how this thing mechanically works. Yeah. It's really complicated, and I'm an accomplished actor, and I've been playing the drums since I'm seven. It's okay. I've yeah. been playing the drums since I'm seven years old. I taught myself to play guitar, piano, clarinet, mm-hmm. trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tap dance. I'll tell you, stand-up comedy is the hardest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned that you have to be patient, and you have to be um, 
honest with yourself about where you are developmentally. Well, there's my manager, Dante. Hey, Dante. Hi, Dante. Hi, there's my soon-to-be manager, Dante. Hey, how are you, buddy? Good to see you, man. We're, Welcome to the show. treats me yeah. so well. Uh -huh. We're, we're here with the newly married, yeah. yes, very right. smiling, very recently, incredibly darling. <laughs> but let, let's finish this outside. All right. Let's finish this outside. We're going to take a break and come back. Yes, I'm going to leave it rolling just okay. to see yes. like we can hear it's like the hates. Sure. But then we'll go outside because we still got 15 minutes to kill. Let's do it. I, to kill, I have a lot to talk about. Do you want to pause? No, we don't need to pause. Okay. Do you want to pause? It? Sure, pause it and we'll pick it right back but up. I think it'd be more interesting because then the fans could hear what the what the people in Los Angeles talk about. There's no one out there, and so what the people will hear is what it sounds like to walk through a 80% uh, empty pizza place. Yeah, because we got five minutes. We gotta get. We gotta get the. Come on. Let's go. Let's head out. Let leave it on. Am I going to carry this thing then? Yeah, All right. I am. I am going to. I am picking up. Involved. I am picking up the studio, <laughs> and walking away with the studio. We're following Richard. We're following Richard. All right, we're gonna walk out into the restaurant part of Sal's Comedy Hall. And uh, I'm not. I'm just was given the studio to carry. So I'm currently uh, walking through Sal's Comedy Hall. I guess uh, outside. Yeah, yeah, we'll go outside. Outside it is. We'll uh, go on to Melrose. There's a guy who looks like Sean Lennon. Who crushed it on Saturday Night Live with Miley Cyrus, by the way. This looks great. This looks fantastic. All right. We are uh, we are now currently sitting uh, at a table on at Sal's Comedy Hall on Melrose Avenue. Yeah, very chic, shishi. What kind of podcast has that? Yeah. How many podcasts? I don't know. What kind of podcast has a guy who steps on everything the guest says? Razor I'm in the middle of starting a, a commentary, and in comes the improv genius. Is that what you called him? Oh, we would call him an improv pariah. Oh, I called you a producer. No, I was talking about just now. I started to do a commentary. I said, we're here on Melrose, and in comes you, stepping all over my commentary. It's kind of like, you know, like Chick Hearn when he was alive, and he had Stu. Yeah, and Chick and Stu. They listened to each other. But Chick would always say the funny stuff, and Stu would be like, that's right, Chick. Right. That was the job. Stu wouldn't, Chick wouldn't go, the door's open, the egg's chilling, the butter's hard. You wouldn't hear Stu going, and the butter's hard. Okay, that is not how it worked. Just to be very clear, <laughs> harmony has two parts, not one. I'm when both people sing the same note, you're not getting a harmony. Uh, you're getting two people singing the same I, note. Uh, Once again, not politically correct. I'm so misunderstood. They're actually calling me, so I have to go. But uh, Rich, oh. Richard, I'm yeah. on the show at 8 o'clock. Thank you so much for I doing the show. Of course. Segment. Are you Did kidding you me? I, Please, yeah. You always here. make me laugh. Uh, I would... If you want to have me back to finish this, we want you back. I yeah. would come back yeah. any time. Barry yeah. Katz came. Back. Absolutely. Everyone like me. Barry Katz and I have known each other a long, long time. I, this I, guy likes to throw names. Yeah, and he Why throws not? the big ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, Why not? The big ones, disgraced managers. <laughs> you know, I mean, who else you got for me? I love Barry. Come on. No, we love Barry. We love Barry. Yeah, we had um. <laughs> Who's the blonde who's drunk in every picture that she, uh, Tara Reid. We had oh, Tara, Tara Reid on here. I want Tara Reid. Well, who do doesn't know, want? Do you know Tara? 
I only met her at uh, at the sporting bar where Jay Davis used to do his show. Yeah, yeah bleep out that name, by the way, before you... Which one? Jay Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he gets no promo and, from me. Oh, okay. Oh. We gotta bleep out that name, then. Yeah. You gotta remind me, I'll forget. You're gonna bleep out Text. most of this. No, no, no. <laughs> Richard can text you that name. No, no. What? No, Tara Reid. No, the whole Tara Reid story, and it yeah, all went that was public. A bad story. Yeah. yeah, I just really should not have said that. Yeah, anymore. it's okay. No, it's not. No, Tara Reid. She was good in uh, Josie and the. She Pussycats. was great in Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Yes. And I, you don't know, she made a sequel to that one, an X-rated version called Josie and Her Pussy. Oh. Come on. Richard, where can the folks at home follow you on the social and see? I am at Richard Chastler on everything. And my website is richardchastler.com where you can also see my uh, stand-up dates and where you can also watch Stop and see other things that I've done. Stop was awesome, man. I love you very much. Thank you so much. Right back much. at you, Keith. I'm so Thank happy you, to have come on the I show, man. I doing improv with you, Richard. I enjoy being <laughs> stepped all over by you, my friend. Guys, follow Richard Chasler. And uh, you know, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, Alan, have you got any last words to say? I will fight on and I'll be patient at all the open mics. This is where you're supposed to step on it. Like all I the will open, fight on and be patient with all the, with open, all the mics open mics that Richard, Richard told, me uh, told me to be patient with myself until I find, my, I find voice. my voice. He's doing, he's he's doing, doing exactly he's doing me. me. He's doing, he's doing, oh, that's, I love it. Oh, my God, I love it. Scale 1 through 10, how is Razor Ritz? Oh, this is a 10 show. I'll do the show any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a 10 show. Are you kidding? It's nothing but, it's just chock full of material. You could do the show for six hours if he's on every episode. Yeah. You could just bring it at this. You just never stop talking. That's it. It's just chock full. If you're honest, if you're not me, then I can't speak for other people. People. Some oh, people may be intimidated by that. 10 10 show. We like Oh, it. yeah, no, this is great for yeah. sure. I gotta get going. Dante's yelling at me. Guys. Richard Rocks, thank you. Richard, so much. thank, thank you, you so very much, much you guys. You. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please. Send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.